0: hello this is gary hutchins with the sunny slope church of christ in omaha nebraska this is today's bible class today's bible class is designed for our podcast listeners it is focused on helping us get into the bible a little bit each day about 12 minutes or so thereby learning a little bit more from god's word and keeping our focus on a spiritual basis on our souls and on our relationship with god But this also helps us to have a better frame of mind to take on the day whatever the day may throw at us we want to encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can literally you can do that through facebook friends you can do that through text messages maybe some other technological means that you have access to but in sharing these with your family your friends your work associates your neighbors anybody and everybody literally You can help them turn their lives around for the better. You can help them start to focus upon their souls, upon their spiritual well-being and their spiritual needs and their relationship with God. You may help them get on the right path that will ultimately lead them to eternal life with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. Think what a great, great influence you can be, a great influence impact you can have on other people's lives just by sharing these short studies. Please do share. We are looking at the restoration plea as it relates to the church. Now we've talked about the principle of rest, of restoring something. You're bringing it back to its original appearance and design. We've talked about restoring homes. We've talked about restoring cars. You could think of some other things that you could restore too. Collectors will collect old things, antiques, because they like that original look and they like to have the way that was way back then, whatever the item or object might be. Well, we need to think about, not just think about, passively, but we need to think about with purpose restoring the New Testament church, the church by God's design. We talked about the restoration plea and how so many people today have never heard about it. Why does somebody go to a particular church, if we think about it that way, go to a church or become a member of a particular church? Well, one of the big reasons is well, that was where Mama and Daddy went. And so they just follow along in the same path. Another big reason is, well, it's nearby and it's convenient. Well, again, is that a good reason for choosing to be a part of that particular religious group? I remember one fellow at one time and he talked about how, you know, the, the church needs to be pretty. It needs to look pretty on the outside. Well, (laughs) I understand his frame of mind, to some extent at least, but that's not a reason for deciding upon which church or religious group to be a part of. We need to make up our minds that we want to be a part of the church that God established through Jesus Christ on this earth, the church that was designed by God in his mind before he ever created man upon this earth. Because he knew in his foreknowledge that man was going to need the church because man would become sinful and need redemption and forgiveness through a savior. And the savior that God would send would be in the person of his own son. And his son would establish God's church upon this earth, just as God had designed it. Now we talked about four implications, at least four that you could think of, that relate to the restoration plea of restoring New Testament Christianity as it is laid out for us in Scripture. Too many people have come along through the ages and they have made changes, added things to what the Scriptures teach, taken away things from what the Scriptures teach. They've changed They've changed the design of God's church to suit themselves. Well, you know, the revelation tells us in Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, that we are not to add to the scriptures, and we are not to take away from the scriptures. And if we do either of those, then we're facing punishment, judgment from God, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. In other words, they lose their eternal home in heaven. We don't want that. Let's go back to what God designed the church to be. Let us speak where the Bible speaks. Let us be silent where the Bible is silent. Let us call Bible things by Bible names and do Bible things in Bible ways. Let us restore the church as it was in the days of the apostles. Well, the first implication of the restoration plea is that God had a plan for the church. We've already seen that. No question about it. God has always had a plan. God is a God of order, not disorder and not confusion. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Second, the restoration plea implies that God expects us, expects us to continue to follow his plan, not make up our own plan, Not change the church to suit ourselves, but he expects us to follow his plan. How arrogant of us, how careless of us, to think that we can change the church to suit ourselves. No, that's not right, and that's not possible, and still be the church that God designed and sent his son to establish on this earth. The restoration plea implies that God expects us to continue to follow his plan in each succeeding generation that man lives on this earth. The apostle Paul wrote, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Second Timothy two and verse two. Now the principle that Paul was laying out in that instruction was, you remember what I told you as to the truth of God's will and God's word. Now you teach that to others and you teach it exactly as I taught it to you and you teach them to teach it to others beyond themselves exactly as you teach it to them. God wants his pattern followed century after century. Now, some people say, ah, pattern theology. We need to get away from that. That's too cut and dried, too black and white, too rigorous. No, the Bible emphasizes patterns. In constructing the tabernacle, Moses was warned by God that he must make all things according to the pattern. Exodus chapter 25 and verse 40. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 5. The Apostle Paul spoke of the pattern of sound words in Second Timothy one in verse thirteen, the American Standard Version translation, which the early Christians were taught and in which they were to be they were to abide or continue in, Second Timothy three in verse fourteen. These Christians obeyed a form of doctrine, Romans six, verses seventeen and eighteen and marked, were on the lookout for, those who departed from that pattern. Romans 16 and verse 17. You see, it's not okay in God's eyes for us to change his design for the church. When it came to the doctrine of the New Testament, they earnestly contended for the faith. Jude chapter 1 and verse 3. They were warned about falling away from the faith. We're not talking about faithful or their personal faith. The faith, the teachings of the gospel, the teachings of the New Testament. Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 3. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verses 1 through 3. And oh, when Paul was facing imminent execution, it would seem, in Second Timothy chapter 4, 1 through 4, Oh my, he emphatically, emphatically instructed Timothy, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine And according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Oh, how that prophecy has come true over and over and over again in the world today. We need to stay true to God's word Warnings not to go beyond the teaching of Christ abound in the New Testament. And next time, we're going to talk about Galatians chapter 1 and verses 6 through 9 to get that across. Let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer now. Father, we thank you for loving us so much. We thank you for giving us your word to guide us in your will and sending your Son to establish your church through which we can be taught your will through your word. Please, Father, help people open their ears to your truth and their hearts to be obeying that truth and being the followers that you want us to be, being the church that you designed us to be. We pray that you will guide us to glorify you by doing exactly that. Please be merciful with us, Father. Please forgive us. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.